Hey, what's up? I want to thank everybody for tuning in. You could be anywhere in the world, or should I say listening to anything in the world, but you're listening to me as I give a special tribute to our fallen soldier takeoff. Rather than the typical musical intro, I feel like that would just be too upbeat considering these very tragic circumstances. So instead, since the brother was born on June 18th, we're going to do 18 seconds of silence for our brother starting now. All right, with that said, let's have a word from our sponsor and let's get off into this show. Yo, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up? It's your boy Lewis Says Black coming to you with another podcast, baby. And as you can tell by that flat ass intro and the tone of my voice, this is a very serious show. I know a lot of you come to the Lewis Says Black show for a little bit of commentary along with some comic relief. And this just ain't going to be the one because we are going through a very, very tragic event. We have lost yet another one of our hip hop soldiers. And even still, with some people, you know, they lived enough life in front of us to where you could kind of be a little upbeat and even in death celebrate them a little bit this brother's life was too short to even be able to really find anything to really celebrate besides the good ass music also out of the Migos he was a very private person we heard way more about what was going on in Quavo's life and what was going on in Offset's life of course we're talking about the brother Takeoff government name Kirschnick Kari Ball, born on June 18th, 1994, in Lawrenceville, Georgia, but sad enough, killed on November 1st, 2002, in Houston, Texas. We might as well really call it Halloween night, because we all know that that's how you look at it. You really look at it as it's still Sunday night. It's still Saturday night. It's still the nighttime until you get your black ass home, go to sleep, and wake back up. And unfortunately, this brother was killed in a very, very just weird ass incident. Rather than ranting and rambling, or should I say ranting and rambling, Let me go ahead and hit you all with a news report so you can get it straight from the horse's mouth. First, I do want to take you back to some breaking news and an update that has just come into our newsroom. A representative does confirm that rapper Takeoff has died in a shooting outside of a Houston bowling alley. Takeoff, who was part of Amigos along with Quavo and Offset, was 28 years old. 
Houston police say officers responded shortly after 2.30 a.m. local time to reports of a shooting at 810 Billiards and Bowling. We're told that dozens of people had gathered on a balcony outside the bowling alley at the time, which was on the third floor of that building. For breaking news, one of the members of the incredibly popular rap group Migos was shot and killed in Houston. Representatives for the group have confirmed the rapper known as Takeoff has died following this morning's shooting in Houston. The rapper's real name was Kershnik Kari Ball. He was 28 years old. His group, Migos, first formed in Atlanta in 2008. And by 2013, the trio hit it big with the single Versace. Drake actually was featured on the song and it blew up. They've gone on to produce 20 platinum and gold singles and albums. Houston police say the shooting happened early this morning during a private party at a bowling alley. TMZ and Variety are reporting Takeoff was playing dice outside on the balcony when a fight broke out, ending in a shooting. Uh, there were some security guards that were in the area, but they heard the shooting, but no one saw who did the shooting. Um, a lot of folks were there. They were in front of the bar. The bar was actually closed at the time. They had the doors locked, but people were congregating out on the balcony area, and everybody fled. Takeoff died there at the bowling alley. Two others were hurt and taken to the hospital in private cars. Another member of the group, Quavo, he was there at the party. He wasn't hurt. Police haven't arrested anyone and are now reviewing security video from the bowling alley. You know, I wanted to talk a little bit about Takeoff and his career. And so Migos is a rap trio. It's Takeoff, Quavo, and Offset. But just weeks ago, Quavo and Takeoff kind of branched out, releasing their first album as a duo called Unk and Few. It's been getting a lot of positive reactions, specifically for how Takeoff shined on the record in a way he hasn't always been recognized for. Obviously, Qua Quavo is incredibly famous. Offset married to Cardi B. His career has kind of blown up, and people weren't giving maybe Takeoff the recognition he deserved. And that changed just days ago. It's so sad to me hearing him say, you know, I don't want my flowers later on when I'm not here, not knowing that just days later, mm -hmm. you know, we'd be reporting this awful news. I think um, that was uh, Noriega actually was there in a bit kind of saying, you know, you shine. He's like, you know, you always shine. He's a rap fan, but it felt like you were dancing on this album. And he asked him if he felt like he had something to prove. Yeah. And he said, absolutely. Like he was tired of people putting him in the shadows. Right, you know what I mean? Right, like not right. recognizing not giving him talent. Enough time. Yeah, and he yeah. got the yeah. chance to do this. The saddest part about this is these guys are our family, actually. Like Quavo and Offset are cousins. And Takeoff is Quavo's, Quavo's nephew. That's what I was about to ask mm -hmm. you. That's what I'd read before. Yeah, and I didn't know uncle and nephew. Yeah. Oh, okay. So to think his it. uncle was there. Right. These kids are all around the same age. Not kids, these are grown men. But they're right. young, you know. They're right. 28, 30, 31, and they all grew up together as brothers. Mm -hmm. And to think that Quavo was there and had to watch this happen, it's horrifying. It's mm -hmm. terrible. Yeah. Terrible. It's sad for them. And we're still getting more information. Thank you. I'm going to give props for props are due. Thank you to Lovely TTV for providing that footage that was easily accessible for me. And shout out to Good Day LA and the sister that was reporting for that good little somewhat of a tribute and editorial piece that she did on our brother. Let's go ahead and get back off into the main part of the show. All right, now that we've gone through the actual factuals, let's get off into my little spiel and how I feel about this. This shit's getting old. And I know some people will say, wow, took you long enough. Nah, I'm 40 years old 
And I've been roughly listening to rap music since about seven, eight years old. And really didn't deal with one of my first hip-hop deaths until I said, like, maybe, like, Big L, I'm thinking. But I'm thinking not. I'm thinking Big L was after that. I think, really, I think my first major, major rap death, minus, you know, maybe a few people that were kind of some pioneers just slowly passing away here and there, maybe at some point during the 90s, if that, because by the 90s rap was fresh so even the pioneers were still young i think my first real rap murder that i had to deal with was tupac i think my first real big death was easy e but that was natural causes but as far as someone to put some hot lead in your ass it was tupac and I almost thought I was going to have to deal with that kind of death when they first robbed the brother Tupac. But let me not get too far off in that because obviously that's not what the show is about. So just after a while, it kind of just starts getting old. But then you kind of start thinking, like, maybe is it the energy? Maybe it's the energy. Because, you know, guys like Pac and Big, you know, I hate to speak ill of the dead, but guys like Pac and Big, they were some assholes. And they still had a foot in the streets for the most part. So it's kind of like you weren't as surprised. And then I just started noticing that it just after a while, as time progressed, not only were the assholes still getting taken out, but some of the kind of cool, calm and quiet ones that just wanted to handle their business for some reason here nor there they were getting taken out you know guys like jam master j where to this day i'm confused like what did he really do to deserve that guys like xx tentacion hit up while trying to uh purchase a little motorcycle the list goes on and on and it's getting to the point where i can't name them anymore at one point I could name the big time rappers that wound up going out through gun smoke. Now I'd have to literally sit up here and probably go to Google and print up a list just so that I can start naming off rappers that have been violently taken down. And it is starting to put a stigma onto the music. For instance, all right, you can do the math. I'm 40 and I'm proud. So even after seeing Big and Pac get smoked six months in between each other, Pac in 96, September of 96 to be exact, and then Big in March of 97, there was still inspiration. There was still hope. Like, okay, rap can be dangerous, but it's your energy. It's about the kind of music that you're going to put out. As long as you're not perpetuating this and that. As long as you're not really perpetuating beef with another artist on that type of level that him and Pac were putting it on, there was hope. And for a quick little second, 
even though we can all point to some rapper that's probably been shot during a certain year, it seems like things were starting to calm down. For the most part, the music was about, you know, um, let's get drunk. Let's fuck with some women. Let's party. Let's talk about our rims and our tennis shoes. And let's talk about having sex with some women. And, you know, it's just going to be a big party, baby. Somewhere down the line, shit took another turn. And the music has gotten a little bit darker and a little bit more negative. And along with the low vibrational shit that you hear on these records, it's starting to turn real dark and real low vibrational, even outside of the studio. And it does make you wonder, like if you are a young kid right now that wants to get in this game, where is the motivation? Now it gets to the point where you're like, you know what? Maybe I could do something a little safer. The music itself is not a dangerous occupation. Believe it or not, these athletes are putting their life on the line on a day-to-day basis more. As a football player, somebody can knock the shit out of you and kill you on that football field. As a basketball player, you could get the wrong foul and land and snap your neck. Music, there's no harm in actually recording the music. It's not too much that can happen to you when you're in the act of writing the song. When you're in the act of putting on some headphones and reciting your lyrics. It really, nothing's going to happen to you as far as the music harming you while you're sitting up here and you're waiting for the engineer to mix and master shit. It's all of the extra bullshit that happens behind the scenes. Like this incident. Damn, they say Quavo was the one really that was, you know, shooting the dice and really getting into it and arguing with somebody. And our boy Takeoff got caught up in the crossfire. And that's just sad because it ain't no, ooh, the young man had potential. Fuck all that. The man's been rapping since 2008. They blew up in 2013. And even before I knew his name, I used to always reference him as the dude with the deepest voice. And when I used to call him the dude with the deepest voice, I used to tell people, that's my favorite dude out of the Migos. That's the one that has the best flow And just the best delivery And the best energy You know Quavo just had the overall Star quality package The sing songy flow And it's just he had the shit to you know Make him the front man And just the look, the image and everything And then Offset He kind of had a flow similar to Quavo's. It's just his was a little bit more grimier. So he was right in the middle. Superstar potential like Quavo. 
but he could get down and really rip like takeoff. But even then, I used to say, okay, the image in the face of the group is Quavo, and then the heart and soul was takeoff, rest in peace. Then I was like, right after that, everything else, your boy Offset can literally, true to his name, offset everything. Now, I will admit, last year, when they put out, um, I forgot if it was, I'm thinking it's called Culture 3. Yeah, that Culture 3, I don't know what happened, but Offset, I guess for some reason, he felt like maybe lyrically he was off in the shadows and I did see Offset really spaz out like really get up and get down so it was a breath of fresh air when they came out with this Unkin Few album which was we all know it just came out and it was Liberty Quavo and Takeoff I like the fact that Takeoff was able to shine and he was able to bounce off of Quavo's energy because Takeoff came out with a very nice solo album that I loved. And I'll be playing one of the songs from that album at the very end of this show. But when it's a solo album, I mean, you can't just spend a whole album ripping against yourself. You know, sometimes you tend to kind of slow it down a little bit, especially when it comes to rap. And you're just really just showing off like, bam, these are my ideas. This is the subject matter that I want to tech that I want to talk about. But this Unkin Few album, anybody that hasn't listened to it, I definitely encourage you to go ahead and take it, listen to it. The shit was hot, ironically, because everything that I'm talking about, damn near, is just so ironic. Ironically, him and Quavo had just did a drink champs, and we all know that on Nori, Nori's biggest thing is. You know, so many rappers, we don't talk about them until they're gone. I like to give people the roses while they can still smell them. So give it up. And I love Nori for that. I love Nori for that because we get such in-depth interview with these artists before they go. And I mean, there's only been a few that have been on there that aren't still there. You know, shouts out to DMX. But even with DMX, that was natural causes. At least it wasn't violent. And damn, it just hurts my heart to see somebody go before 30, man. Oh, I've lost a few partners and they at least got to celebrate their 30th birthday before they went out man was only 28 years old and I try to you know not say boy because I don't respect that's a grown ass man but damn so young it's not as cliche as you think when they say that the good die young and it seems like Quavo was trying to punk out and he was trying to be a peacemaker nigga shit on the boondocks, they called it a nigga moment. And that's what we had. Another nigga moment that turned deadly. And I hate the stigmatism that it puts on this culture, on this art form that I love so much. Make no mistake about it. I think when I speak for me 
And when I speak for your average guy that's maybe 40 years or younger, rap music is our number one musical platform. Not only as far as like what we can do musically, but as far as what we prefer to listen to. I'll be honest. Number one, I like to listen to rap music. And then right there at a close second. And when I say a close second, a close second, just like your next sibling may only be a year or two younger than you. R&B. Then after that, now that I'm getting older, I am starting to be more prone to listen to some smooth jazz. Then after that, just whatever's sounding good. The blues, the blues, the blues is all right. But out of all of those musical genres, even rock and roll, I have to say that with all the other genres, it has been so long since I've seen somebody from these other genres gun down. I think for real, the last time I think I've heard of an R&B singer getting shot, it might have literally been Marvin Gaye. And that's some shit that happened when I was a kid. Now, have I lost some of my favorite R&B stars? Yes. And it was usually, for the most part, overdoses and natural causes. Michael Jackson, Prince, Luther Vandross. Barry White, the great Rick James, Whitney Houston, even though she wasn't a singer, um, her daughter, shit, the list goes on and on, shouts out to Al B. Sure, he's been in a coma for the past two months, and according to his son, he's finally woken up out of that coma. Ike Turner, come on now, y'all really want to get me started on these R&B legends that we've lost, but it's always been some natural shit, just the body shuts down, not somebody shuts them down, same thing with rock and roll, and hell, with rock and roll, shit, some of them old crazy motherfuckers, they are living through all of the abuse that they inflicted upon their bodies back when they were in their heyday. I think Ozzy Osbourne is still around. I think Jim, I think Gene Simmons and all them crazy motherfuckers from Kiss, they're all still around. I think, yeah, Mick Jagger, he's still around and you know, man, you can just look at Mick Jagger and tell that Mick Jagger and them Rolling Stones, I believe. Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones, come on. Mick Jagger and them was doing big dope. I think his name is Steven Tyler with my group Aerosmith. They still around. I don't think they've lost anybody. My man Axl Rose and Slash from Guns N' Roses, they still up and kicking. I haven't heard anything about them. But this damn hip-hop shit, I don't know if it's the energy, the stigmatism, um, the fact that, you know, with any other genre, 
it's okay if you never return back to the slums. But when it comes to this rap shit, you gotta come back to the slums. I think that's a part of it. And the sad thing is nowadays, it's not only about the fact that you need to leave the ghetto from whence you came. A lot of times people like Boosie tell you, oh man, it be the people in your own city, dog, to where you need to actually leave the city and just literally go somewhere else. It's something about blowing up and becoming a famous rap star and still living in your hometown. Because a lot of times the jealous ass Negroes around you, they realize that they had the same 24 hours you had. And for some reason, even though you didn't become a doctor or a lawyer or some type of CEO in the corporate world, somehow you figured out how to make a killing off of talking about the ignorant shit that you used to do. And a lot of dudes despise that. Trust me, I am from St. Louis, Missouri. I was there when Nelly blew up. And man, when a lot of people saw that Nelly had the same 24 hours that they did, oh man, the jealousy was real. And that, once again, just bringing up Nelly, that brings me back to, damn, is it about the energy? Because I've never heard of anybody shooting at Nelly. And Nelly was outside. What is there? What has everybody been liking to say ever since 2020? We outside. I could tell you, Nelly used to be outside, and Nelly and them really didn't used to have too much security around them. But I think it was the energy of that music, because remember when I described earlier how the music had a certain vibe back in the early 2000s going on through about maybe to 2010, the 2000 to 2010 era. See, Nelly was a prime example of that. Let's talk about some women. Let's talk about partying. Let's talk about my jewelry. And every album, I'm going to let you know how I am more closer to success and I'm getting further away from this street shit. That's why I think that sometimes people don't have a problem fatally injuring our rappers because our rappers are still talk about this shit it's like this little vibe like i'm invincible yeah even though i'm sitting on millions of dollars i got the choppers i got the dracos this nigga right here kill you if i say so and it's that type of ignorant ass bullshit energy and i'm not trying to say that that's the reason why my brother got popped not saying that so I don't want anybody taking it that way, like as if, oh, it's because the Migos talk a little bit of that tough shit in that music that they deserve that. No, nobody deserves that. That's somebody's son. That's somebody's grandson. I don't, I don't know for sure, but nine times out of ten, that's probably somebody's dad or somebody's uncle, man. And it's just really discouraging. It, it, it makes a guy like me. And mind you, rap is just a hobby for me, but it makes a guy like me, I've lost the energy to even record some songs for a little while. I've got a few songs written up and I was gonna record them and let those be a part of what will soon be my eighth album or eighth project. And 
the loss of this brother, I don't know what it was. Mm -hmm. Because plenty of brothers have died this year, including guys like uh, PMB Rock. Mm -hmm. Rest in peace. Mm -hmm. A year ago, around this time, we lost Mo3, who was a very talented artist from the Dallas area. Mm -hmm. Trouble mm -hmm. in Atlanta got killed dealing with that funky bitch. Mm -hmm. It's like I'm losing the energy. It's like each time one of these brothers get taken away on some silly, frivolous shit, it makes me wonder, is it them or is it the music? Is it the energy? Is it a little bit of both? Because, I mean, okay, sometimes these rappers get caught up in some trifling situations, but these R&B cats get put up in trifling situations, too. I think it's just the energy, 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 energy. I feel like cats feel more comfortable shooting at Pac or Biggie than they would have felt shooting at Keith Sweat or Ralph Tresvant or Bobby Brown. I feel like nowadays somebody feels more comfortable shooting at a young Dolph than they would a Chris Brown or an Usher. Somehow, some way, we got to figure out a solution. I think maybe we need to switch up the energy of the music because another good point that I would make to y'all is how is it that we've never heard about anybody shooting at J. Cole? We ain't never heard of nobody really trying to pop Kendrick Lamar. Maybe once somebody might have tried to shoot at Lil Wayne but we've never heard of anybody trying to pop at Drake or Nicki Minaj Kanye as much as he runs his mouth we've never heard of anybody gunning after him that's what makes me lead to believe that it's about the energy that you're putting out in your music. And if that's the case, then, hell, all of us need to start rapping and singing like Drake. <laughs> all of us need to focus on just being lyrical like Kendrick and J. Cole and them. Because they also get to live a life to where they can say that they've made money off of a musical art form that they have grown up being in love with and for some reason they're not dealing with the danger they say that Quavo and Takeoff had bodyguards with them and still you wind up dead Woo! don't get me started I don't want to go down the conspiracy theory lane on y'all I really don't I don't want to get to talking about that boule and masonic illuminati shit on y'all I really don't want to go there about sacrifices and all this and that. So I'm not going to go there. I'm just going to say rest in peace to my brother Takeoff. And I don't know what to tell you rappers because I mean, damn, I know for a fact that a lot of these rappers be inside. You know, I don't feel like it took the quarantine for these rappers to spend whole weekends 
at their big ass houses, man. And I know how it is. Every once in a while, you just got to get out the house. We all know that we run the risk of something happening as soon as we step out. And sometimes you just want to step out and just do something. Sometimes you don't want to be known as that Hollywood ass rapper that don't be nowhere. You know, Pac said it on one of his records. He said, don't be an entertainer and be a stranger. So sometimes you want to get out here and be around the people and touch these people, touch a few hands, be able to say what's up to the people that support your music. I think that's a good thing, but damn, we're making it dangerous for these artists. Damn, you can't go to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffle. You can't go to a damn bowling alley. Where can the rapper go to feel safe? I mean, good grief. I will say this to my brother Quavo, man. Why were you giving that brother so much energy? Because my only beef with some of you rap entertainers and some of you entertainers in general is you'll sit up here and you'll go somewhere and you will just sit up and ignore some of the people that have positive energy, the people that are truly fans and supporters of your music that probably just want to say hi and maybe just shake your hand and maybe get a quick picture because you don't have time to touch them all. I get it. You don't have time to speak to them all. Trust me, I'm underground. I've sat up and rocked this show. And even with me being underground, I was only able to talk to maybe half of the people that were filming my performance. I wasn't talking to everybody that had probably already became a Lewis, ba- a Lewis Black fan all of a sudden. But who you instantly give some energy to is a negative asshole that's talking crazy to you. That's talking down to you. That's sitting up here arguing with you. Damn, Quavo. I just got a feeling that 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 brother would have just been off in the cut. And would have just said, hey, man, Quavo. Man, I've been bumping your music ever since y'all came out with those no-label mixtapes. Oh, okay. All right, cool, buddy. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Appreciate that. Boom. But then a brother wants to argue with you about basketball or a brother wants to hit you on them dice and take some of your money, money that you can make back the next time you do a show. You want to argue with that brother and give him energy and look what it turned into. Not trying to throw it into your face, Quavo, but look what happens when we feed more into negative energy. And I hate to say it because it is some things that do come from brothers that don't have that male influence growing up, man. A lot of times brothers be acting just like these chicks, just like a chick will fuck around and have everybody in her inbox. Grand rising. Good morning, my black Nubian sister. How are you doing on this lovely Wednesday morning? Crickets. Nothing left on scene, but it's the brother that sits up here. Oh, so you don't want to say nothing? Oh, I guess you just too good to talk to somebody. You know what, bitch? You ain't all that no ways. You think that you're fine, but baby girl, you are really not all that 
See, that's the reason why you on your page complaining about the fact that you're single. Because, see, you don't know how to respond to anybody. You don't know how to reciprocate good energy. Well, I'm here to let you know something. Fuck you and fuck the horse that you rode on. But you know what? You keep on ignoring good brothers. You're going to be 55 years old with a house full of cats. Boom. Now the sister's ready to send back whole paragraphs. And we've all seen it. Where they send you screenshots of them going back and forth with this dude that is talking crazy to them. As a people in general, especially as black people, we have to stop feeding into negative energy. I've noticed a lot of times with other races, they brush off negative energy and they embrace the positive energy. And with other races, you come to them with too much of that negative energy, they'll just call the police on your ass anyways. So between either the police or restraining order or getting reported to HR, depending on the situation, they're going to get you up off of them and they're going to get away from you. As black people, we have to get away from that negative energy. When we play into that negative energy, somebody dies. Pop should not have played into that energy with that dude. He should not have jumped into that fight. Biggie had no business being in L.A. that soon after his arch rival and died. Quavo, you did not have no business, especially as the one that's a little bit older, sitting up here arguing with these dusty ass niggas. And you're not even in your city, dude. I don't care if y'all live in Houston. Y'all some Atlanta brothers. Y'all know Atlanta like the back of y'all hand. And nine times out of ten, probably got more hitters, more steppers, and more connections, and more mob ties out there in Atlanta than y'all do in Houston, Texas, man. Houston, Texas, that's where, you know what, in your hometown as a rapper, yeah, punk out and live to see another day. When you are out of town, you don't even need to get to the point of punking out. Just, okay, I'm not going to feed into that energy. Okay, you beat me for a few dollars. Let me go ahead and be the bigger man and show you what I'm really about, which is I'm going to walk away. You got, me for a, you got me for a few bands, but I can make that back. I had that back in a day or two. If that, we got to get up off the petty shit, man. That's been another episode of the Lewis Says Black Show. Rest in peace once again to our brother Takeoff, man. And my prayers, even though I was hard on him, my prayers are with Quavo and with Offset. They were all uncles and cousins. So I'm really just really praying for their family, man. I know it's going to take a long time, but time heals all wounds. Peace be with you, my brothers. We out.